Time to catch, catch up with a man who's at the helm of a show called Question Everything. Gruen, of course, is back in just a few weeks' time as well, but he's like the world's second most famous Bulldog supporter. Chris Hemsworth didn't return Chris our call. Chris Hemsworth, so Will Anderson, couldn't get him. You're up. <laughs> you know what? I will, here's what I'll say about the Hemsworth come lately. Yeah. Like, for me, I yeah. was there in the – you heard a lot about me in the dark years. You yes. know? It was, it was really me, Ernie Sigley and Russell Gilbert who were keeping <laughs> the flag flying. <laughs> For 20 or 30 tough years, and then suddenly the Bulldogs are good. Yeah. Oh, can't stop Hemsworth's tearing off their shirts and posting on Instagram. <laughs> exactly. And that's I a good point. I think that you do a lot more good than the Hemsworth. Mm. Do you know that since they moved to Byron Bay, property prices, the Hemsworth effect have increased around uh, around 30% or something like that. <laughs> just, you know, so no one can buy in there. I mean, why would you? Yeah. Everyone's going to die of COVID in the next couple of years. <laughs> I was going to say, as someone who owns a house in that area of the world, thank you to Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy about it. <laughs> If you're buying in. <laughs> uh, what do you do to property prices? Do they yeah. go up or do they go down, Will? Yeah, evens it out a bit. I'm a cooler. <laughs> you bring in a Hemsworth. I did say to somebody, I can't even be the most famous Bulldog supporter in my local government area. Like, Come on, guys. <laughs> hey, Will, I'm looking forward to seeing the bullies run out um, uh, on Saturday night and seeing the banner. And, and you used to be involved in the banners and coming up with the slogans. Are you, do you still do any of that stuff? No, I must admit this would be a good year when you're going up yeah. against Melbourne too, isn't it? Because I do, like when the Bulldogs won in 2016, the thing that I was overwhelmed with was how generous the Swans supporters were because mm. they'd done the same thing in 2005, broken a big drought. They knew what it felt like. They were yep. disappointed their team lost, but they were very, you know, grateful that somebody else got to experience that joy. And I want Melbourne to experience that joy of what it's like to win a grand final next year at the <laughs> MCG <laughs> in front of their home crowd. We'll win this year, and then, like, 2016, we'll party a bit, probably not even make the finals next year. <laughs> it's yours next year, Melbourne. <laughs> yes. We'll take this one. So, I mean, for the people that don't live in Melbourne, um, this is a class war, isn't it? Because the Melbourne Demons are your Toffs oh, they brand. Are. They're the, you Hang know, out. Range Rover driving, cheese board eating kind of fancy so they're people. The eagles. Up against and the, the real dogs are class. their the servants. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, I think Dave Thornton put it best early where he said it is the landlords versus the tenants. <laughs> <laughs> and so... Uh, That's uh, very uh, good. And, and we're very much living in a giant share house. Yeah. There's meant to be four of us there in this 35. Uh, uh, I can't remember. What was the game where there was a fan with a charcuterie board at a yeah, football yeah, that game? Yeah, that, that, that was Melbourne. That was Melbourne. <laughs> That's Melbourne in a nutshell. Yes. Uh, the, not just is that Melbourne in a nutshell, but that guy's been doing media this week. <laughs> 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 this is how he Like, th- there has literally been articles about what he's going to put on his charcuterie uh, really? plate for the grand final this week. <laughs> Like, yeah, he's I mean, done about as much. I think he's actually done more media than any of the Hemsworths have done around the board. <laughs> yeah, right? with, with, the, with the buy right before the grand final, that made two weeks of them trying to f- make stories. So you know, this is what this is what we've come to. Oh yeah, they've been pickling things since mid-season. <laughs> they got to the top of the ladder and they just get get those pickles going for grand final day. <laughs> hey, Will, I want to ask you. Um, being a mad fan like you are, uh, who's your favourite player of all time? Oh, of all time, my favourite player is Chris Grant. So it's a, okay. a great uh, thrill for me that Chris Grant is going to present the uh, Premiership yep. Cup if they if the Bulldogs happen to win. Uh, before that, it was Brad Hardy. Yeah, um, okay. When I was a kid, I loved Brad Hardy. Yep. And I was hoping that Brad Hardy 
because he's actually a Western Australian, yeah, of, course. of course, Brad Hardy. And I thought, you know what? He'd be great to present the premiership medallions because he could come out swinging them above his head like he did with his jumper <laughs> yes. at his house that day <laughs> yes. on the sidelines. So I would have liked to see that. Can I tell you a story about Chris Grant, right? We played uh, the Western Bulldogs out at uh, Carlton's ground and um, my mate Hornet, Peter Mann, always talks about this story because he had to play on Chris Grant and he was playing centre-half back. Chris was playing centre-half forward. Chris kicked five goals on him in the first half. Was killing yep. him. So the coach at <laughs> halftime, Jared Neesham, said, geez, we're going to have to make a change here. Move Peter Mann to centre-half forward. Get yeah. him away from yes. Chris Grant. At half-time, then we come back out. Chris Grant went from centre-half forward to play centre-half oh, back. Really? <laughs> like, can't get away from this guy. Why would you move the guy who's kicked five goals away from the right. forward line? You got the three Brownlow votes, <laughs> that's for sure. So he should have won two Brownlows, Chris Grant. He, he actually have, yes. finished first one year when he was suspended for one week and he, he actually lost in the final round to James Hurd in a game that what, final kick, basically. So he, he a legendary player, does not get the credit that he deserves. But obviously our current day star is Marcus Bond and Pally. And yeah. I'll tell you, this is my favourite story about the Bond, is that one day I was down in the dressing rooms after the game and I met his mum. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, you're Mrs. Bond and Pally. I sa- and I said, thank you. And she just turned to me and she said, I get that a lot. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. But you're on your knees thanking her. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. Will, how many actual grand finals have you been to? Uh, probably like a dozen, I suppose. Like, yeah, I've been very lucky over the years. The first one I went to is considered to be the greatest grand final of all time, 1989. No, that was 2018. I'm sorry. I think you're fine. (laughs) Will, that was amazing. Gary Hablett was my hero. So that was Hawthorne v. v Geelong. Hawthorne v Gary Ablett, I believe. Yes, yes. If you watch that game backwards, it is one of the all-time great grand finals. I went with my friend Mark Howard, who's a high school friend of mine, but yes. people might know him from the Howie games and calling yep. the footy. And so we sat in uh, 15-year-old kids in 1989 really? watching one of the greatest grand finals of all time. But obviously 2016 is the one that is most special to my heart. All right. So as, as the Will Anderson brand has grown, um, <laughs> have the seats progressively gotten better and ended up into the heaven which is box. Oh, no, see, I'm not a box guy. You're not a box oh, guy. Oh, you're a man of the people. No. Weirdly enough, yeah. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, again, for the first time ever. It's such a weird reversal. <laughs> Nathan actually doesn't watch any sporting event no. we go to because he's got his back turned just enjoying yeah, the yeah, beverages yeah, and, yeah, the, and, yeah. and the finger foods. Yeah. yeah, the box is for the people who aren't really there for the game. Mm. Yes. Mm. I understand that. No, I got my girlfriend to come to a game once. Like, she hates football. Like, absolutely hates it. She's only ever watched half of the football game before football and I literally got her to come to that game because I said they've got really good Wi-Fi in the President's Lounge <laughs> and you can just talk to one of your friends overseas for free. <laughs> just stream Netflix in there while you're at it. So where do you, where's, your, where's your sweet spot at a game? Uh, like I like to be um, so, to, so one of the pockets, like one of the forward pockets, but kind of like in between the forward pocket and the wing. I always yep. feel like I like to be down one end. Oh, so that you yes. can kind of at least get a focus of like at some stage the footy's all down your end. I and do you like to be on the fence or a few rows back? Oh, a few rows back, but I will say one grand final when Brisbane won because at the time, like my favourite player outside the Bulldogs was Michael Voss. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I thought him. he was a legendary mm. player. And I must admit that I sprinted from about 20 rows back <laughs> down to the fence <laughs> to give Michael Voss 
a high five while he was holding the cup. <laughs> what a time to like, be Isn't alive. that the old days when you could just go and touch a random sweaty stranger oh, yeah. and that wasn't against remember, the wall? Remember, remember. Hey, hey, well, one of the exciting things for me is um, being a docker is we've got Bob Murphy coming to yes. join our club. No. We've also got uh, Brad Boyd, who's a 300-game player, Simon Garlic, all these Western Bulldogs guys. He's the CEO of our footy club. We're on the track, Yeah, mate. I mean, it's... I mean, apart from the fact that it's Matthew Boyd, you almost got that right. Oh, so, sorry, Matthew Boyd. I, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe it. That's fine, Bill Anderson. What? <laughs> so uh, here's what I will say. What, legendary dudes. And I, if, if you ever need to destabilise that club, I've got a few stories of when we all used to go out together in the old days <laughs> that I can tell you. All right. But, like Garlo, Bob Murphy, I mean, obviously you know how big a deal it was, like yeah. how special Bob was to our club. The fact that Luke Beveridge brought him up on grand final day, yes. like, you know, to give him that medal. And I would like to say to Luke Beveridge, because I feel for Nathan Jones, absolute yes. legend of the Melbourne Football Club, has served it through the hardest of all times and then to miss out on the grand final. So I'd like to see the Bulldogs win, but I'd like to see them Bevo get Nathan Jones up on stage <laughs> and give him his medal. I think Bevo should do but it. Nathan Jones went home. Every time. <laughs> He's not Bring even here back. anymore. Bring him back. It's okay. <laughs> we'll get him in a furniture removal truck. We'll get him across the border. Everything will be fine. Uh, hey, Will, um, what are we questioning tonight? Yes. I mean, everything, everything, of course, but what, what are we questioning? Yes. Okay. So we're going to look at the lab leak theory. Do you know? Have yep. you ever heard of the yes. lab leak theory? Can you Where give us some COVID-19 conspiracy? Come from? We were yes. having a conversation about it actually off air this morning. Nathan brought it up to us. Can you give us a couple? I don't want to give away everything tonight, but a couple of conspiracies. Okay, well, there's basically a few theories behind it. Okay, so the one that we've all heard a lot, there was an animal, but yep. they haven't identified the particular animal yet, yep. which is yep. not unusual. Mm. It took them 14 years to track down the animal that gave everybody SARS. So yep. it's not actually unusual that we don't quite know yet. Yep. But the other one is that it leaked out of a lab in Wuhan because yes. there's a virology lab in Wuhan that works on these sort of diseases, right? Yes. Yep. And so... There's about 50 of these sort of labs all over the world, and they do have leaks occasionally. Yes. Now, then there's the bigger conspiracy yes. that it's like a bioweapon yes. and it's been leaked out on purpose yep. on behalf of the Chinese. So that's when we really get into conspiracies. I'm personally fingering Mark McGowan because he has been oh. the greatest beneficiary <laughs> of COVID-19 of anyone <laughs> in the entire world. I said it and I'll say it again. I am fingering Mark McGowan because I know that you and guys call him Daddy Premier because he is, it's been brilliant for him. You guys yes. live life like normal. You get to look down your nose at the Eastern States, which is the favourite thing to do in Western Australia. Yes. And you've literally got an AFL grand final. I know. Yes. I know. It is McGowan. I Absolutely. Know. He's done it. It does it's sound sus now, but Chinese. you're on to us. <laughs> We're just worried that if we keep pointing our finger at China, they're going to blow our finger off with his <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, hang on. That's okay, Nath. We've got oh. nuclear cu- submarines coming in 95 years. <laughs> yeah. We'll be right. We'll yeah. be right. Yeah, between then, the French will get us too now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not allowed to have oh, yeah, I'm, anymore. I'm still not ruling out the French behind that Melbourne earthquake. <laughs> 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 I know. Um, well, we love your work. Good luck to your doggies on the weekend. Um, we hope they do well, obviously. Um, yes, and, and enjoy the grand final, people of Perth. Thank yeah, you. Thank you're never having it again. <laughs> <laughs> Nat and Sean is a Nova podcast. For more great comedy shows like this, head to novapodcasts.com.au.